low-carb cooking, diabetes, L.A. life, baseball, comedy. We'll talk about all that and more on this episode of the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV Podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here. As always, we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, Chef Craig Mitchell is with us from uh, Off the Cuff. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna talk about food and his show, of course, but we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, uh, baseball, all kinds of sports stuff, uh, maybe some politics, who knows, comedy, whatever, whatever we feel like talking about, uh, and it should be a fun show. Um, I've been um, really, really exhausted the last two days. I- I'll explain what it's all about, and maybe you'll take some pity on me. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, got in touch with a couple of booking agents uh, who are, you know, representing guests who are want to be on podcasts. And I basically made the mistake of telling them, yes, I trust you, the publicist. I trust you. I will take your entire roster uh, uh, because everybody in their roster looked like good guests. And uh, they went batshit crazy overbooking me and um uh, you know four guests a day weekend straight through from now until the first week of december uh every slot is taken and more uh and there's just no end in sight so i had to put together uh first of all schedule all of the dates and get everything things straightened out and then the back and forth with emails of people who did not understand the time zone or the whole nature of the show so i would say uh let's do monday through the friday i do my show at one o'clock eight eastern and and one p.m eastern and it would come back how about tuesday at at three o'clock no i do my show uh monday through friday 1 p.m eastern and 8 p.m eastern how about saturday at 9 a.m uh, and that went on with every single guest with like about 67 guests i think it was uh back and forth with no <laughs> no until as um, i eventually surrendered to some of them and said okay i'll do saturday morning okay i'll do sunday night and so every slot and more is taken on the schedule. And then I had to go through with the production assistants and get all this stuff organized. Uh, so I, I got myself exhausted just with two straight days of that. Uh, I think 137 different contacts. We booked 67 of them. We still have uh, a bunch more to go, obviously. Uh, so it kind of wore me out. So um, I'm looking forward to to my daily dose. And if you know what my daily dose is, I I need to get this out of the way rather quickly because I want to get my guest in here. Uh, But uh, the long and short of it is uh, several weeks ago now, who knows how many, a hundred, a hundred weeks ago, a hundred years ago, Chris Burris was on the program. (laughs) It seems like a hundred years ago, uh, touting his uh, product called my vital C. And one of the claims of my vital C is that it can extend your life by 90% or more essentially doubling your life. Uh, so uh, there are no 140, 150 year old guys walking around. So naturally, I'm skeptical of that claim. It also claims to give you more energy, better sleep, uh, improve your uh, thought, clarity, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of health benefits to it. But the one I'm most skeptical about 
let's face it, is the uh, one that where, where it can prolong your life uh, by 90% or more because that's an extraordinary claim. So I told him as much. I'm skeptical. And he said, well, how about this? I'll send you a bunch of the product. You try it for six to eight weeks. Have me back, and we'll discuss your results on the air. I said, that's fair enough. So he'll be back October 29th. I can't wait to stop doing this on the air because it takes up three minutes of time every day on the show. It should t- just take uh, about a second. But the reason it takes uh, three minutes or two minutes or so, whatever, I have to explain this every single night as if a new viewer doesn't know what the hell to expect or a new listener doesn't know what the hell this is all about. I have to explain it in detail. So that's it. So I'm just going to do it really quickly. And here it goes. Now, I have to take it with a chaser because it's god-awful. It really tastes really, really it, uh, there's nothing on the planet that tastes worse. I can tell you that. Nothing, nothing on the planet. So I, that that's going to be my first recommendation to him is that uh, he finds some way they can make cough syrup taste halfway decent. They should be able to make this stuff taste better than the worst stuff on the planet. Anyway, uh, and the reason I'm doing it on the air just to hold myself accountable and so there's some video evidence of it. So there we go. Uh, It's out of the way. New sponsors, mybookie.com is one of the most popular and trusted brands in online gambling. Uh, Its sportsbook offers an incredible variety of sports from American staples such as uh, football and basketball to international sports such as uh, KBO, rugby, and cricket. And I don't even know what KBO is, to be honest with you. Uh, It even offers wagers on entertainment and politics and simulated sports, video games uh, such as Madden 21 and NBA 2K21. If you're looking for a line on your favorite TV show, you can almost certainly find it at MyBookie. How about that? Betting on TV shows, folks. Uh, MyBookie's casino options are as plentiful as its sports books. There are 27 different table games, such as blackjack and roulette, and almost 300 unique slot options, 77 of which are 3D. Like, wow, big whoop. Uh, I'm sorry. It's great stuff. Uh, You can even play live table games and and, um, video poker. MyBookie.com. Get started. really simple you just go there uh and sign up create an account today and but make sure you use the promo code mind dog for a special match uh, your first bet offer from mybookie.com i do appreciate you patronizing our sponsors uh as i mentioned craig mitchell has been a good friend of this program and a good friend of mine don't hold that against him he's back for his uh, second time second and a half time he was actually he joined as a a cameo role on my 200th anniversary, uh, 200th episode anniversary show. Uh, but he's been featured on a previous episode. Uh, he has a show on YouTube called Off the Cook, which is inspired by his diabetes, uh, off the cuff, I'm sorry, off the cuff cooking, uh, healthy cooking, healthy eating, inspired by his diabetes, uh, diabetes, uh, diagnosis. It's a low carb, uh, uh, cooking show mixed in with a lot of comedy and, and good time. He's a former stand-up comedian, and as I mentioned, a friend of mine. Please welcome, welcome in uh, Craig Mitchell to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Welcome back. What's up? How are you? Oh, wait, I want to do a TV turn. You know how they do in the beginning of a TV show? Wait. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> they always turn in like, what's up? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, had a, I had a kid do that, but he did it like big time bizarre he had like a jacket on and no shirt you know a big uh suit jacket on no shirt and tattoos on the shirt and did, did the big turnaround in his chair funny thing he, he, he was he had to, he was 
I was supposedly here to talk about a, a hate crime that happened to him. <laughs> and, that, and he thought that was a good way to lead into it? <laughs> you can't make this shit up, Craig. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry for, for a hate crime, I would, do, I would do the love boat one, you know? That's what I would do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm Isaac. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Craig, um, I hear you have some political uh, ambitions. I, <laughs> you know, it's a, it, it tis the season, right? Um, I, uh, especially locally here, I have released a, a, um, a political ad. Uh, have you seen it? I have seen it. I, I like to, I, I actually have it. I'm going to run it if you don't mind. Please do. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Craig Mitchell, and I'm running on the low-carb ticket. Eating high-carb led to type 2 diabetes and obesity for me. A low-carb diet helped me reverse my type 2 diabetes and lose 100 pounds. And counting. Vote for me, because I know how to ditch those carbs. Hey! If elected, I will personally hit the streets and demand establishments give you low-carb options. Come on, I'll show you. Hi, what can I get for you today? Hi, do you have any low-carb options? Low-carb? I don't understand. You will when I'm elected. Are you gonna order something or not? Excuse me, what are your low-carb options? Low-carb? This is a laundromat. Oh. Do you do fluff and fold? I demand to see your low-carb options. Freeze! Put your hands in the air! One out of twelve. One out of twelve. See the man. So remember, vote for me on the low-carb ticket, and I'll make sure that you and your entire family can eat low-carb at home and anywhere you go. Loser. Hey, vote for me. I'm Craig Mitchell, and I approve this message. Loser. Wow, that, you know, I wish I lived in LA. I would, I would go vote. But um, wait, it didn't even really say what office you were running for. Is it a national office? <laughs> well, it's 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 a. I made it up, and I'm writing it in instead of president. Um, so we'll see what happens. I might get you know, a couple of votes. Uh, I put it right under Kanye. So yeah. we don't know. I actually wrote my own name in the last two elections. I act, that's actually the, the the truth. I wrote my own name on the ballot twice in a row. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think I might end up doing that this time. It depends if I feel comfortable that uh, uh, Biden is going to win my state. I'd rather not vote for him if I can avoid voting for him. Uh, so if I know he's going to win New York, if I'm confident that he's going to win New York without my vote, I'm going to write my name in again. You're in a blue state. Go ahead. Write it in. You never know. What if you get, what if you get like, you know, a chain reaction landslide? You'd be a great president, man. <laughs> and stuff. That'd be awesome. Come way, on. way too many skeletons in the closet over here, buddy. Uh <laughs> So I got to ask you though, were those bagels first of all that you were holding there? Because it was hard to tell exactly what you were holding. There were bagels I got at a Japanese-owned coffee shop. 
Oh, uh, so they weren't low carb bagels. No, those were the real thing. I and I gave I gave them to my producer. I did not eat them. I swear. Oh, there you go. Well, I was going to ask you about. Do you make low carb? Because bagels have to go through. You have to do like a real deep fry process with those, don't you? Uh, so do yeah. you make do you make them? Well, you know, uh, this this is a sore spot. So thank you for bringing it up so early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to inflict as much pain as possible or as quickly as possible. So I'm a huge look. I'm from Long Island. I'm from uh, Levittown East Meadow. So I'm a huge bagel guy. Um, well, actually, I'm just a plain huge guy. But anyway, the point <laughs> is, I love bagels out here. They have some decent bagels. There's a place out here called Western Bagels. It's actually pretty good. But they have 40 carbs a bagel. I'm eating 70 carbs tops a day at this point. So I don't want to use everything in the morning with cream cheese. Uh, so I, I've made several attempts. Um, they have fathead bagels, which I've made and which are okay. Uh, my qualm is they don't really rise. So they're kind of flat. They're almost like a Bialy. Yeah. And after a while, it's too much cheese. You make it with cream cheese. You make it with mozzarella cheese and after a while if they once they get cold you can kind of taste the cheese and it's like it's an overload and i um i made other ones that had half almond flour half regular flour they were good but they had about 20 carbs so i cut the carbs in half but i'm still looking for that really good low carb bagel right so you've been in, in la for many many years right i'm going to be 20 next year yeah. have you been back at all in that time <laughs> Yes, I have. Uh, the police did uh, uh, extradite me, and it was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> As you saw, I was in the handcuffs, and uh, I didn't yeah. them. You know? oh, oh, I didn't realize it was for that. Now, the reason I was asking that, have you have you had a bagel back here in, in order to refresh your memory what real bagels are like? <laughs> yeah, i, I got to tell you, yes. Uh, the last time I was back, actually, was 2008. It's a long time ago. Wow. And I uh, I went to my favorite place. Can I plug this, or is it is it, I get in trouble? My you favorite I went to the, if I don't even know, you might, well, you're Suffolk County, right? I am. Yeah, well, this is in Nassau County in Carl Place. It's called the Hammond Eggery. Oh. Now for years and years. Hempstead Turnpike, is that where it is? No, it's on, I think it's on uh, on Jericho Turnpike or, oh. or Old Country Road. Oh. And, I, I, yeah, I, I lived there when I was there. I had their the bagel, and they, they served their breakfast in a big Skittle. So it's hot. It's sizzling hot, and they have the fries, and you have the egg. Wow. Oh, it's fantastic. Wait, wait. So if you eat there, everybody gets a Skittle instead of a plate? You get a hot metal skillet. Wow. Yeah. They must have a lot of, a lot of them sitting around. Well, yeah. That's, how, that, that's their thing. Uh, wow. you know, 12 years ago, I don't know if they still do it, but they, they've done it for as long as I – I mean, I've been going there since the 80s. So right. I love wow. it. So, yeah, I had bagels and the – at this point, I don't know. I can't tell anymore. I the that's the thing. So uh, that that's why I wanted to. to uh, I don't know why I wanted to really to go down the bagel path. But Are you a hungry, Matt? Is that, Are you a little bit hungry? Maybe just I, I I probably am a little hungry. But I, I, when I talk to people out there or in other parts of the country, they say that stuff's pretty good. And I'm just like, you probably just forgot. It's been you've been away so long that you forgot whether it's pizza, bagels, Chinese food, whatever it is that you think is okay where you are. It's only because you forgot what the real stuff was really like. I agree as far as the pizza goes because I have not had pizza out here that <laughs> have here out here, out here. I have no pizza out here. See, it's coming out now. I Look, it's because of me. You, 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 it's back. <laughs> you you know, got it back. I tell you, forget about it. You know, no, I haven't had pizza out here that has actually passed the New York 
pizza test. That's when you get the pizza with extra cheese or whatever you want. You take it, you fold it, and you hold it over the sidewalk, and the orange juice drips down. That's when you know you have great pizza in New York. Out here, it doesn't really happen. That stuff will kill you, man. <laughs> but what a way to go. Uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, wh who wants to live to be 150 anyway? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, you're on your way. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. But uh, I got to tell you, you know, part of it, I'm not sure if it's placebo effect or not. But when I started taking it, I did get more energy. Uh, it was only two days where I really felt like uh, it, it didn't have any effect on me. But it can be all in my fucking head. <laughs> could be you know completely well, you know do, do, do you know the ingredients yeah, yeah. Ingredients I okay uh yeah i usually go through that whole spiel like when, when he was 1991 he was a grad student in uh university of texas in houston and um they discovered this carbon compound and that's what's in this is called ess 60 and they did a toxicity test on lab rats and they found out not only was it non-toxic but they lived twice as long as they were expected to live and didn't grow any tumors, and they seemed to have a lot more energy than the other rats. So that's where the study came in. So they went through the FDA for 21 years or so, finally got uh, approved for human consumption in 2013. People have been using it since then and claiming extraordinary results. Uh, but, again, it's impossible to tell about the longevity club uh, until, you know, if – be it my, I'm going to send you an invitation to my 150th birthday party, okay. if, uh, and we'll see what happens. Of course, I'll be dead, but thank you. I appreciate it. The way well, I'm you can come anyway. I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not prejudiced, Craig. I'm not prejudiced. I don't. I don't. I have lots of dead friends. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Unfortunately, me. Some too. of my best friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the thing is, I'm, 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 I'm desperately, you know, I'm trying. And um, uh, the one thing uh, I, I'm now, my show is now in its fourth season, and I put it in seasons. Wait. To get up a cut, what? I wanted to put up. Oh, that's that's the Facebook. There it is, the YouTube channel. You show. You, we mentioned your show. I want to make sure we get that up, up so people can see it. Up. Oh, did I lock you up? You there? Oh no. We lost Craig. Craig, if you can hear me, log back. <laughs> he turned into a blank screen. No, no, no. Kick from studio. Okay, he's got to log back in. Well, I'll just uh, cover for him while we, while he's logging back in. I guess um, <laughs> Craig's show is on YouTube. It's called Off the Cuff. Healthy Cooking with Craig Mitchell. It's all, that's a very long title, but of course, the links will be in the description. Um, uh, and so you just have to click on it. I also have the link to Craig's Facebook page. Let's see if we can do these both. Can we do them both at the same time? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yes, we can. So there we have the, hey, and welcome back, Craig. We have the YouTube, uh, con it's off the cuff, healthy cooking with, uh, Craig Mitchell is where you'll find the show and his Facebook page is, is scrolling along the bottom. Both of these links will be in the description. Nice and easy for people too. So you mentioned the show. I just wanted to make sure we plug that before. And then uh, just as you mentioned the show, he disappeared, but that's okay. You're back now. I was embarrassed. Sorry, I had to go. Um, no, I, I thought maybe one out of twelve got you. You know, when we shot, that's actually the that's actually the, when you see when you watch the old show and they show the cars coming out of the garage. Right. The actual uh, police station 
It's right, all and, and the voice, the, the the girl's voice, is not, is that not the real thing? Yeah, it was Sharon Claridge. Yeah, uh, did you actually get her to do it for your show? <laughs> no, no I, I clipped it off YouTube, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> I thought maybe because you know a lot of people, I thought it was possible, but she'd probably be a hundred and uh, I don't know. Maybe she's, she's on the stuff. <laughs> oh. she's, she's in her age. She's still alive. I, you know, I, I first of all, my, I, I have a couple of hobbies. Well, baseball is one, as you as you mentioned in the classic TV and the Macy's Parade. So I'm very well rounded. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Macy's Parade. Uh, wow. Um, I haven't seen that. Watched it since I think probably 1980 or even before. I, I don't because I never get on Thanksgiving Day. I've never been up early enough to see it. Really? <laughs> yes. You're a performer, so you're probably out performing the night before, right? Yes, and because it's a big night, you know, and so you sleep late on Thanksgiving, then you get up and you miss it. And so I, I, I wonder what it's like these days. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's really good if you drop some acid and watch it, uh, especially if you're alive, you go running when you see the big balloons now. I've never dropped acid. Uh, I, ha I have. And oh, no, no. You know, the last time I was, it, it, it was Tom Seaver Day at Chase Stadium. Uh, I think it was 87 or whenever it was Tom Seaver Day, they were kind of uh, saluting him. In the retired number? Yeah, yeah. And my son was very young. So it had to be 89, I think. My son was three. And I, I took him. It was his first baseball game. And I, I, I had been to a Stevie Ray Vaughan show the night before. And somebody gave me acid without me really even knowing that they did. It slipped it in a, a beer of mine. And oh, then, and no. so, and I was still tripping the next morning. When, and I had to take my son to a, a ball game. First, Tom Seaver Day with my father-in-law. Oh. And so I'm sitting in the stands. And, you know, everybody's watching the game. And I, I everything is getting very strange. <laughs> I just remember like how am i gonna keep this uh like a secret to myself <laughs> because like, but uh i don't think anybody suspected a thing other than my wife who knew about it and she was like you know really pissed at me like how could you i mean how could i you do it on purpose i did not do it on purpose that's a, that's my story you know i'll take it to the grave <laughs> i i'm not good with hallucinogens and as a matter of fact marijuana is too much for me wow I, I, I lose my mind on marijuana. I end up in the emergency room, and they'll just start laughing at me. <laughs> now, I'm I'm the guy that once I get a little high. Remember in the old days when we remember when we had dial tones. Do you remember those? Yes. I was the guy who used to who used to go to make a phone call high, and I'd hear the dial tone, and I would start harmonizing with it. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, oh, nice. That's yeah. good that you can remember that tone. Yeah, I think you were really on pitch there too. That's yeah, right. I do have perfect pitch. Have you ever uh, dabbled in music at all, Craig? Dabbled? Well, um, played I, an instrument, uh, played with a band, any of that stuff? I've desecrated it, yeah. Um, okay. I, uh, no, I, um, I, I've been in some musicals. I was in, you know, I did a lot of musical comedy. I played a trumpet, which was, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, up until like 12th grade. After that, I didn't. Uh, but no, I, I learned how to sing or at least how to try to sound better. And I did some musicals and I've done some stuff I like, but it's it's not something it comes easy. I have to really work at it. Right. So uh, let's talk about your show a little bit. Uh, explain right. to people uh, what exactly, because I did a really piss poor job of explaining it in the intro. So you you explain uh, okay. what off the off the cuff healthy cooking with Craig Mitchell is all about. 
Well, I started it in 2017 because I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. I weighed 400 pounds. I weigh about, to be honest, about 305 now, and I've been I've been doing this. Uh, that's not, not the right exercise to lose yeah. weight. I know. That's why I'm just into doing this. One. How come we're not losing any weight? What the? Oh wait, now we're cooking. There we go. <laughs> uh, but um, no. But and, I, I mean. I, there's reasons for that. I should really be more active, but that's not the, the point is I, uh, I was diagnosed as my doctor said at the time with the worst case of type two diabetes he'd ever seen. Wow. I've heard people with worse, but I had a 12 a one C. Uh, I've heard people have 16 a one C's, but it, it's, and he said, yeah, he wanted me to get the surgery. He wanted me to have like be on all these medications. And, um, I told him, no, I can do this. I can do this. And he goes, no, 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 you can't do it. You're going to have to get the bariatric surgery, all that stuff. And I basically, uh, within between that was in uh, September of 2017 by February of 2018, uh, sorry, I'm 16. I'm getting all confused with my years. It was 16 to 17. It happened to me too. I know it was, it, was, <laughs> it was on the 50th anniversary of Star Trek and I was diagnosed. That was September 8th. 2016. <laughs> that's, that's messed up that you remember that, but okay. Are you kidding? I know every episode uh, that Star Trek is another hobby. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, by February of 2017, my A1C was down to 6.1 and I had lost about 85 or 90 pounds. And I haven't been on medication since. Wow. So the, I, I, I kind of forgive myself for being heavy. Uh, although I, I start getting comments now like, well, but so healthy. Why are you still fat? I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. You are blocked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why my mother even does that. So anyway, Aww, I know mama. I had to go. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, no, but, uh, it, but the thing is that, that the key is uh, it's dealing. Diabetes is devastating to me. As a matter of fact, I have a lazy right eye, which I battle with all the time. And it's because the lens got severely damaged from having high blood sugar undiagnosed for so long. I have to get cataract surgery on here now. But, you know, um, so I'm, I'm very grateful that I had a chance to reverse it naturally. I don't have to be on medications because a lot of those medications have toxic effects after long term also. Uh, uh, I was yeah. just thinking the lazy eye. Maybe you get some Tony Robbins videos for it. Tony Rob um, uh, for the lazy eye. Yeah, kind of motivated a little bit. Get it unlazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, I, I, <laughs> I have high control of it, but when I look at something close up, that's when it tends to happen. And right now, I'm looking at the screen. <laughs> okay, but you know, if you see me turning to Jack Elam occasionally, you know what's going on. You know, so, right. 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 It's like I it's love Jack Elam. Most people though probably don't even know who he is though. Oh, but he's an old character actor. You know him if you saw him. But yeah, I love that guy. He's he's like one of my favorite all time uh, extra guy. You know, one of just sidekicks or whatever it whatever his was. Famous for a lot of Western roles, a ton of what I mean, you what? watch these old shows. You know, like uh, Have Gun Will Travel. He's all over the place in these. But you know what he's most famous for? Uh, Cannonball <laughs> Run. Yeah, being the creepy doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> freaking out Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, he freaked out me too. But yeah, so um, yeah, so there's a lot of bad things that come with diabetes. Uh, a lot of people aren't very well educated on it. Um, and I'm not putting them down. It's just that the whole thing is uh, I, I I got in really mad at Paula Dean uh, because she was diagnosed as a type two diabetic. Right. That was a big story. And instead of uh, talking about better foods to eat, 
she started doing uh, commercials for drugs. Oh, yeah. And I'm well, like, oh, teach people how to eat. You're, you're a chef. Right. And that's kind of how the idea came about. You know, I thought I could do a show, and I'm, I'm a comic. I like to be funny. Because people say, write a book, write a book. I'm like, eh, I don't know how to write. Anyway, so, uh, you know, so what I did was I decided to do a comedy cooking show. And uh, because uh, the, when I was looking for recipes initially, maybe you've seen this, I don't know. And like I said, I'm not making fun of anybody except the person I'm about to mention. And <laughs> no, well, I'm not going to mention a name because I don't remember. I was looking up a recipe, and I go to YouTube. I swear to God, it was this. So you take the chicken and you put the chicken down. You hear your hammer and you and it, it went on for six hours and nineteen minutes, and it was just how to make a chicken cutlet. And I'm like, oh man, I can do better than this. And the idea came. And God bless them for you know, you get out there and you put yourself out there, it's always good. But I want to do something snappy and entertaining and funny. And I think I'm getting there. I mean, it's totally yeah, yours, yours is short and 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 funny. But was that an exaggeration at six hours and nineteen minutes? Because I can't yeah. tell with you sometimes. <laughs> no, it was, probably, it was probably like twenty minutes. Okay, All and, right. and here's the thing: I'm guilty of it. My first episode, which is horrible, don't watch. <laughs> was fifteen minutes, and I didn't realize that you don't have to explain everything. Right. Well, it's like this is a potato. Now we peel the potato. No, you just show peel potato. There you go. You're done. Um, and you, you, it takes. Look, it, there's a there's a process, and I, I'm I'm really wrong to make fun because people, you know, are putting it out there to help other people. To be honest with you, but the comic in me had to make a little fun. Yeah, that's fine. Fine. I don't. I don't have any. You know, uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, who I'm a big fan of. He has this whole thing about m making fun. When did making fun become a making fun? Oh, did am I a dick? Did I take something that was totally horrible and tragic and make it fun? What a dick I am. <laughs> 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 so well, I mean, uh, I just, and that's another thing with the show. I made it intentionally very PC and very G-rated, as you saw from the promo. Right. I, I just want to stay right in the middle. I want my 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 acting teacher says he likes to watch it with his four-year-old grandchild, and she can watch it because it's clean, it's fun. I, I I don't even do really innuendo, uh, right. which is challenging to be funny. But I like I like that. A big guy like you, I didn't think you could fit in innuendo. <laughs> I couldn't. It's a circular window. Uh, I mean, I need a much bigger one. You know? my, my my ass was hanging out in the courtyard for a week. Until yeah, mine too. Um, but oh, that's on. a whole other story. Uh, no, it was it was a different thing. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, speaking of education, before you you talked about surgery, what yeah. would they what would they perform surgery on your pancreas? Is that uh <laughs> <laughs> no, they were gonna they were gonna do bariatric uh, stomach staple. Oh, oh, to, to lose weight, but not not for the for diabetes because I thought yes. diabetes it starts in the pancreas, right? Or, well, di or well, no, my type two diabetes is basically insulin resistance. That means you're eating so many carbs, and your and your body is shooting out so much insulin to take care of those carbs and the sugars that your body slowly becomes immune to it, so it doesn't have the same effect as it used to. So when you eat a bagel, you like if you it, it, considering that uh, are you you're you're not diabetic, right? No. Yeah. So if you eat a bagel with a, you know your blood sugar when your your normal blood sugar is going to be about ninety five hundred, you eat a bagel, it goes up to one hundred twenty five, and an hour it's down to ninety five again. 
when you get resistant because your body shoots out all that insulin to take care of it. So if I eat a bagel in two hours, it's up to 150 or 160 or 170, you know, and, uh, and some people when they're very diabetic can go up to 200 and 300. But, uh, so what happens is you're the, you, you just, it's like almost like your insulin loses potency. That's not the right analogy, but it kind of gives you an idea. Um, so uh, did you know all this stuff before you were diagnosed? Yes, I did. Uh. Which makes me the dick because <laughs> because I was drinking quarts of regular Pepsi and having two, three, or four slices of pizza for dinner. I took yeah. her, I helped my mom control her type two diabetes before she passed away. Oh, okay. So you and had I, some education in it, yeah. I learned about it, and I I was like, well, I'm not going to get that. I don't believe in heredity. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. Yeah, uh, and so do you have? Uh, I thought. I think what the the episodes that I've seen you've had guests on. Do you have guests on every show? I well, it's it's been challenging since March. Yeah, uh, I have some. Uh, my roommate, who uh, Joey Gaynor, he's a comic. He uh, and be on Sunday night. By the way, little plug there. That was the play. Actually, he was the voice in the police station too. <laughs> when we did it, when I got arrested in the little police station, that was him. Freeze. Yeah, that was right. him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he. We just did a thing. I I got a green screen, which is the best thing since sliced bread oh my god it's it's and basically i interviewed him as chef boy our boy because i made i made low carb uh, ravioli <laughs> and then, so he's the only actual person i've had because we were sharing the the apartment but i do a lot of voiceovers i i will do video stuff but uh i've had uh guests on i've had a uh, bruce bomb one of my favorite comics of all time has been on the show a couple of times another comic lou deck uh he's been featured in that documentary on the comedy store wow uh, He's been on. Uh, I've had uh, oh, Cassie Lewis Sarangino, uh, who's a you made. He's like he he's a big. He played Pluto, <laughs> like from Popeye. I was making pot pies, and he breaks in my door, and goes, "Where's this Popeye?" I'm like, "No, it's pot pie." Anyway, <laughs> so he come. So he he's been. He was one of the uh, one of the. Um, he was in a really famous video, and I can't think of the artist. Ah. Oh, uh, um, uh. uh Music video? This is how old I am. I don't know. It was a young guy. He's a he's on a Jimmy Fallon all the time. He dances around. He was in a group back in the nineties. Uh, What's his name? Uh, I can't I can't think of his name. Wow. You know, uh, you can see his face, but you can't say, think of his name. Well, Timberlake. What? He, he Justin Timberlake. He was on a oh. Justin Timberlake video. Uh, he was one of the uh, one of the uh, Vikings in that What's in Your Wallet video. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so Cassie's going to be mad. It took me twenty-five minutes to remember Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah, so I've had a lot of people, a lot of comics, a lot of friends. I've had a, I had a massive one where I had twenty-two people on once, uh, <laughs> and I, I love it. It's just yeah, it, it, in the it, kitchen, twenty-two people in a kitchen. No, that was remote. I, oh. I, was, I was doing. A, I, I did. A, I did a survey. I go, hey, America, what's your favorite cookie? I had people from all over the country going Oreos, 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 and finally it broke down. And they wanted Lorna Dunes or something. And it just kind of went out of control. Oh, Julia Scotty, very, very funny uh, comedian, uh, did the show for me also. John Bizarre, Nancy Ryan, uh, J. Uh, um, J. Anthony McCarthy. Uh, so many people have done it, yeah. Wow, very cool. You're still plugged into the showbiz world, even though you're kind of, well, you're in show business doing a cooking show, but it's not the, the showbiz world that you came from acting and, and, and stand-up comedy. Well, it kind of is because I, I, something very strange happened. I've been, I've been trying, you know, I've been acting since for 40 years. 
And uh, I'm very tired of the whole audition process. I haven't had a lot of success. You know, it, 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 and I, I, it really takes a while for you to realize it doesn't really, it's not based on your talent. It's based on being at the right place at the right time, whether the director has somebody like you in mind for a role, and just being there and taking advantage of the opportunity when it comes up. So I've been very, I've been, I've turned down a lot of auditions lately because I'm just like, you know what, I don't want to drive to Santa Monica at five o'clock on a Friday to, to say one word or to show my fat belly because that, that's what they want with people, you know, like me sometimes. But doing my show and doing my own thing, playing in my own sandbox uh, has been the most fun I've had since 20 years ago when I had my improv group back in Governors on Long Island. Right. I'm blast. This is. I feel so fulfilled. I don't feel like I need to do anything else. Did, uh, did you used to do something at the Smithtown? Uh, what's the place in Smithtown? Uh, Maguire's or something? Smith, you- Smithtown. Yeah. Uh, well, Bohemia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I I hosted an open mic there, uh, mic night there, and um, I've had so many people who have gone on Joe Starr and uh, Paul Bond. Um, uh, I'm, I'm leaving people out. Al Isaacs. Uh, there's so many comics who went on to have great careers who came through there. We had such a blast. Right. Uh, right. Paul Bond, I, I had a five-minute friendship with Paul Bond. He was on this, the show for an hour. Uh, we got along great. And then I saw him on Facebook, and he was. Uh, this was very early on in the COVID stuff, and he was just adamant that uh, all the numbers were fake. Nobody's really dying from it. I'm full of shit. Everybody's full of shit. Uh, it's not a real disease. And, uh, and basically, uh, when I presented him with facts, having worked in a pathology lab about how virology studies worked and all, and pathology works, and that to, to get nurses and doctors to jeopardize their careers for a couple of hundred dollars of COVID benefit money was just ridiculously insane he got mad at me and and i haven't heard from him since you know blocked me that whole stuff so but uh i thought he was very funny but it's just easy to trigger and easy to fool into some of the uh fox news uh mantra (laughs) you know i i i really at this point try not to watch any news uh i i try to get my news basically from a couple of reliable sources that are renowned for being you know, right down the middle, like AP and Reuters. But yeah. if it bleeds through, I mean, your my Facebook feed every day is just covered with it. And um, it's very tough because I have friends on my friends list and friends in my life that we are diametrically opposed on this issue. Right. And I'm very, very hesitant to give in to the fact that, okay, I'm going to block you, you're done, you know, because... I, I try to think, and I mean, we, you know, as an example, I'll say Paul. I've known Paul since 1991. Right. I think there's got to be more that keeps us together as friends than what separates us over these issues. Right. And I agree. I, I, I figure eventually over time, this is going to settle down a little bit. You know, I, water's gonna, is, is this a right analogy to say water finds its own level? I think it's totally wrong. Uh, it's always darkest before the dawn. Why? Um, I don't know anymore. You we know, need to get a website. Of, you know, I used my son used to be great with excuses, and I I used to tell him uh, he should put together an app for when somebody's really in a jam and they need an excuse just to kind of uh, you know dial him up, and he'll give you the perfect excuse for whatever you got. We should there should be a, like a an app for I need a, a dumbass cliche that me, to, to get me out of this story I'm telling, whatever it is. 
I will I will share with you that that's already been done, but at a much earlier and much more um much more of a, a tactile level, I guess. I was going to say what you have digital and you have what do you have uh, analog analog. <laughs> and basically, it's any twelve any twelve step group. Uh, if you go to a twelve step group, and I've been in a few, um, all you get is one day at a time. Uh, you know, you get you know little by slowly, and after all these start hitting you, you just gonna go. Ah! So they started it, uh, but I, that's a good idea. I like that. Just hit it up. Hold on a second. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, I like this. Milk, eggs. Oh wait, that's my li- work to be list. Never mind. Hold on. You know, old guys. That's what's gonna happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. I always milk. That's me. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter, man. We're, we're just we're just freestyling here anyway. It doesn't matter. We, we can get things wrong on this program, and nobody's going to hold us accountable. Yeah, I, I saw your Met thing. I was going to mention the Mets. I uh, saw a story uh, yesterday on Stephen Matzenick. Uh They don't know what to do with them. They had such high hopes of him. Being a... He's from my, you know, neighborhood. He's from Port Jefferson. You know, he's a local guy. Uh, yeah. And they don't know what to do with him. He's a huge disappointment. What is what is your, being the big Met fan you are, you're, you're well, my local authority on this. Okay. First of all, I have this here in honor of the Mets. Tonight is the second game of the World Series, and I want them to feel better as they golf. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing about Stephen Matz is, um, look, you see him make that walk from the uh, from the dugout to the mound every fifth day. Make it every day. He can carry water. Seriously, right? <laughs> um, it, no, Stephen Match reminds me of a guy. Um, uh, well, not a specific guy, but in general, somebody whose mind gets in the way of their talent. He has. Right. I know great- lots of people like that. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid if the Mets cut him or trade him, and his his value is nil. His ERA was like 10. His ERA is way higher than my A1C now. Um, (laughs) But if they trade him, I'm afraid he's going to become another Mike Scott. Right. You know? Right. Mike Uh, Mike Scott was like the ultimate burn, man. He almost got us out of the playoffs in 2086. Sorry. He was unhittable. But on that, do you think he was cheating? Did you think he was doing like spitballs or something? Because uh, he he was suspected of, of doctoring stuff heavily. Well, you know what? I'm going to trust Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez. And Carter's <laughs> a catcher. I still remember that game where Scott threw that uh, that splitter and, and, and Carter jumped out of his skin and pointed to the umpire, pointed at the ball because he was confident that it was an unnatural sink on that ball. Right. So, did, how long did he last after that? Yeah. And nobody gets that much better that fat. Just like flip, flip, flipping a switch and all of a sudden it goes from sucking to great uh, and unhittable. Just like that. So that that was suspect well, too. I'm going to defend him a little bit. He did have talent. Yeah. In, 19, in 1982, he had a really famous pitching duel with Fernando Valenzuela. Right. At Shea Stadium. And I think I think the Mets were one hit and they lost one nothing. Right. And Scott pitched great in that game. So he always had talent, but you know, uh, something did give him that little nudge. Yeah, I guess you would say. You know, so 
So fast forward to however many years this is, 30 years, 35 years. Uh, the state of your Mets today just been, you know, Will Pond's finally sold. I'm ready to kind of get interested again because I, I made a pledge in 2008. I was not going to watch another game until Will Pond sold the team. Now, I broke that because my friend Mikey took me to two games that I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being in the ballpark for. But I have not watched the game on television since that time. I'm interested, but... Not the owners I wanted. This guy, uh, what's his name? Cohen? Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. What, what, do you, what is your feeling on where the team's going? I think he's going to spend money. Um, I, I hope he doesn't uh, compete with the Yankees too much. Um, I, I, hope he, I hope he's a good spender. And I hope that it's a mixture like, say, a team like the Braves are, you know, because, you know, the Braves, you have a lot of homegrown uh, players and good that came from good trades. Then you got people like Osuna playing there. And they, last year they had Donaldson, which was a, a good add-on. But um, I, a mixture would work for me. I, I, you know, um, uh, they're saying Trevor Bauer. Uh, he couldn't hurt. But, you know, I, I keep on waiting for him to break down. Because, uh, cause you know, he's kind of, um, I don't know, because he, he, he has that, that what does he have that like revolutionary look at pitching and stuff yeah I, I i really hope it doesn't happen to him but i'm like you know watch the mets get him and it's like oh look his elbow went into right field great okay good um i don't know um they're talking about real muto but he's gonna want money that's untenable i mean he's 30 years old he's gonna be 31 when the season begins he he wants something in the area of 200 million dollars right a catcher is usually look i, I said look at well, buster posey He's 31. He's pretty much done now. You know, well, you know. Here's the thing, Craig. In in my profession, well, my pro it's not really a profession. It's my my silly little hobby in music. They expect us to take pay cuts because the venues have uh, had to suffer uh, because of COVID. That going on with baseball, do you see next year? Because they they obviously lost a lot of revenue this year. Can the players keep demanding these higher salaries if baseball keeps losing? If it has another even close to financial year like it had this year, can players keep demanding higher salaries like that? Um, yes, as long as the demand is there, as long as they fill the seats, you know, and as long as they get those with cardboard. Well, no. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, the metro charging eighty six dollars to put the cardboard out there. You know, and I, I heard the cardboard was leaving like the seventh inning too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's that's a good joke. You're really funny. That's good. <laughs> All right, big for me. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I um, no, what I'm saying is taking this year out of out of the out of the mix. Um, uh, baseball's not suffering. It really, it wasn't. It may, may, may be now, but I think even this year it, it did okay. Um, the next uh, player, what do they call it? The contract? I always forget what they call that. Uh, 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 collective bargaining agreement. That, that's coming up after 2021. <laughs> I, I think we're going to see baseball after that in maybe two, 2030. I don't know. Wow. You're going to fight over the scraps again, man. It's it's going to be it's going to be brutal. Um, you know, and... Uh, I always hope for the best. You know, right. I I didn't expect any baseball this year at all. 
I did not. I, I didn't either. And even when they were starting, and then a couple of teams like came down with tons of. Uh, I think the Cardinals had thirteen people on their team, or Philly. Some, but one of those teams. The Mar- the Marlins made it almost to the World Series, and they they were down with. They had like thirteen players were down at one point. So, but, but uh, we got kind of sidetracked here. Is yeah. it safe for me to get back in the Mets water uh, now that Will Pond's gone with this new owner? Is it safe for me to become a fan again, or are they just going to totally continue to play this tease me, cheapskate out uh, at the last minute uh, and never be really competitive again for the next, you know, one World Series every 30 years or something like that? Uh, so is it safe for me to go back in the water is what I'm asking. You know, I used to be a sportscaster, right? No, I did not know that. Well, I, was. I, I used to. Well, I used to work. For, <laughs> first, I worked for uh, Talking Yellow Book, which was a device back in the early '90s, and then I went on to Sports Phone. So I've been in locker rooms, and um, I, I got yelled at by Bobby Bonilla. So I, I, I've seen the real dirt. Oh, so, cool! That's I, that's something that right on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, his nickname for me was Blue Moon. I'll explain that in a second. But I was going to tell you. The definition of insanity is, you know, seeing the same thing. Being a Mets fan. <laughs> um, the Mets are bound for this. The Mets have a really good core right now. So, you know, I, you can't judge them on this season because they lost Syndergaard. Match, match went into the crapper. They lost a Wheeler to free agency, which was a dumb move. They should have signed him. Um all Mets fans are going, wow, we had won 86 games last year, and we ended real strong, and we're going to be great. Yeah, all you got is DeGrom. The rest is just like garbage time starters, except right. they got that new guy, Peterson, who looks good. But, you know, you have one-fourth of the of the rotation you had in 2019, and you think you're going to go to the World Series? No. No, I think, they'll, if they, I, I think the Mets have a core that can win. They're going to have to sacrifice some of it. I think J.D. Davis is a goner. Um, I, I don't think they're going to kill him. I think they're going to trade him. <laughs> hey, J.D. <laughs> He's a goner. Oh, my God. I didn't know baseball had gotten that brutal. <laughs> they bring in the fans, you know. <laughs> um, but, no, I think, I think you're going to lose, like, maybe Brandon Nemo's going to go because I know the Mets are looking for a center fielder. Um, they they want they want they want a Jack Rabbit who can hit and steal and they they want they want uh, Marte is who they want but he's I think he's now signed with somebody else they want somebody uh, so so somebody like you know uh, Nimmo may go so it, it's not going to be the same team but I think they're going to work on it um, is it safe it's never safe that's yeah. the, that's all that to come around to it's never safe you know watch it your well, own you mentioned the Braves before and you you talk about like the Yankees the Braves the St Louis Cardinals. Uh, the Dodgers, those are organizations that you can depend on them to be competitive. They may have some off years. They may have some years where they suck, but you can depend on the organiz- organization to always bring it back to be competitive and not make you feel embarrassed to be a fan. That's what I'm asking about. Is it safe? Will the Mets be, be, ever become that kind of organization where it you can depends. depend on? It depends. It de- they, they ha- they, I think they have the talent, and I think they may have the minds behind it for it to happen because Sandy Alderson's coming back into the mix. Um, but I would throw out the Dodgers and the Yankees. I'm not saying anything bad about the team, but they, they depend very heavily on big free agency signings. The model to look at is the Braves. Three years ago, the Braves were garbage. They, I mean, they had a bunch of they – they, they, they lost almost 100 games, and now look at them. Right. They've, they've got the makings of a team that's going to be good for a long time again. Right. I mean, they're all young. There's nobody older than that team. 
I would I would disagree. And again, you follow it a lot closer, so you probably know better than me. But I would disagree with you on discounting the Yankees and Dodgers as organizations because you look at the guys like uh, you know uh, Stanton and, and Judge yeah. and the, and these and these. It's a model to grow from, and not, right. not the team itself. Yeah, but I mean, as organizations, how they they get these, uh, they can spot talent really good, and they develop talent really well. Jeter wasn't thought to be a, a Hall of Fame guy. They developed him and taught him how to be a great uh, baseball player. So the organization has, you know, all that coaching and and how they uh, they put together their farm system in a way that when they're their guys do make it to the majors. You know they're going to be, you know, tested enough to to really be reliable. Where the Mets had like Jose Reyes and and, and you know countless Preston Wilson, all these guys who were supposed to be superstars over the years, and hey, the organization Preston, never taught them right. Preston Wilson brought us Mike Piazza, so that's okay. I, I can. I got all right. You. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, he, he was worth yeah, that. I'll take that. But uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll amend my my statement on the Yankees because I did some thinking. Uh, which is rare for me. Um, what yes, happened? Huh? What happened? I don't know. Was but it my fault? I apologize, <laughs> folks. <laughs> the Yankees have um, they have some big free agents, but the key to the Yankees is Cashman. He is a genius GM. I mean, look at Gino Orshella. Uh, look, look, look at uh, Luke Voigt. Look at all these people that he pretty much picked off that nobody else wanted. That have come. Uh, uh, T.J. Uh, Mayhew. I can't think of his name uh, off the top of my head. Their second, their second baseman, Mayhew. Uh, they're amazing. And then you, they make this trade. They trade Anolis uh, Chapman for Glaber Torres, and then they resign Chapman again. Like, right. hey, look at that. We didn't lose anything on this one. Right, you know? yeah, perfect. Yeah, I amend myself. The Yankees are are brilliant in that regard, and it's all Cashman, man. He is the possibly – I don't has, – has a, has a GM ever gone to the Hall of Fame? Because well, he no. might. Probably, probably uh, with Branch Rickey, right? I think probably oh, Branch yeah. Rickey did for for bringing Jackie Robinson into the game and all that stuff. Uh, Mikey said Tom Seaver, but Tom Seaver wasn't a Met uh, Met developed player. He was a flip of a coin in the in the lottery, <laughs> and they got lucky between the Mets and the Braves. Right, right. Yeah. and the Braves yeah. would have been a great team uh, going into that. But um, yeah, because they were big in '69 too. But um. The the best I think the best Mets developed player. Wow. Developed player? Yeah. David Wright? Uh, I, I never I was never a Wright fan. To me, Wright was a guy who would swing for the fences when you needed him to get a single and, and strike out and with the bases loaded and I'm thinking about two, uh September twenty uh, of two thousand eight against the Phillies, second year in a row, uh for for just to get into the playoffs. All they need is a single and Wright strikes out swinging for the fences. Uh, he lost me as a good player right from that moment, and I never. I, that was when I decided to stop being a Met fan. And that, as soon as he swung for the fences and struck out with the bases loaded, and all he needed was a single. This conversation is over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I hurt you, Daddy. I'm blocking you. <laughs> you know what's interesting today? I I I am um <laughs> an administrator on the Mets Mets the Mets Mets fan forum. And uh, I do the birthdays. I, I, I put in all the Mets birthdays, you know, because I have zero life. And today I wake up, I open up Facebook, and I get this big thing. One of your <laughs> one of your posts has been deemed dangerous. And, dangerous. Uh, pr- promoting promoting um, uh, uh, terrorist activity. I'm like, what? 
and it was from a fan fan form from December twentieth. It was David Wright's birthday. And there he is. I'm like, David Wright's a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mikey said, "What about Doc and Straw?" I got to say, Strawberry was predicted to be the next Willie Mays. No, no. good there. No, and no. and and Doc only spent one year in their farm system and was such a phenom. They brought him up right away, and he only la- he only lasted two good years, and then started to become what he what he became was tell mike tell mike leo foster that's the guy who leo foster leo foster i don't remember i had he maybe had like seven at batch but they were really good at bat <laughs> <laughs> i know all the Qua- old- quality at bats now that's a good stat right quality at well, bats. seven at bats a cup of coffee i think he went on to play for the cardinals yeah. yeah, Ryan. Ryan did begin as a Met. His question and now did Noel Ryan begin as a Met? My, Ryan began as a Met was uh, phenomenal and, and, and as a strikeout artist, but he he would walk the bases loaded and then strike out the side. Uh, he was very wild, and when they got rid of him, he still wasn't a winner. He became a winner with the Angels. So. Well, he went to the Angels. He won twenty. He was like twenty-one and seventeen. Right. I mean, he's you know he's phenomenal. that's a lot of decisions. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of decision. Uh, but, and he, he have like 20 complete games, too. Right. Which now, I, I don't think we had 20 complete games in the whole the whole league this year. Ryan but, was immo- was immortal in, in, in so many ways. I mean, just not human. Nobody gets better after 40, uh, especially well, pitchers. Yourself, you're, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but – but, I'm on I can prove this I can, without his pitching. I can prove that Nolan Ryan is immortal. How's that? Age 42. Um, Robin Ventura charges him. <laughs> and Ryan rears back and knocks him the hell out. I'm like, right. what? Yeah. <laughs> Always charging this 42 year old man, and Robin Ventura's on his ass. There you yeah. go. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's no one Ryan in a nutshell, man. Don't have with him. And and Ventura was one of my favorite Mets. Uh, I really, you know, I didn't expect that much from him when they got him because he was all broken and injured and stuff. And then, and then he surprised me and was so clutch; it was unbelievable. And for a year and a half, and then and a good glove, man. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. best infield ever. Yeah, uh, uh, not Okendo. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Ordonez. Ray Ordonez. Yeah. yeah, couldn't hit for I mean, anything. I mean, look, the high. The it, people ask me about being a Met fan all the time, and here's the thing: um, masochism is based. No, uh, <laughs> no, the highs are incredibly high, and the lows are incredibly low. I mean, right. I, that's. I mean, the, the dis- disappointment. You know, maybe that's why we're so used to being disappointed when something fantastic happens, we lose our minds. Right. That's well, a fan. eighty-six wasn't wasn't uh, you know a surprise. They were expected to win it that year, and you know the first week or so it didn't go well, but from then on it was like insane until they got to the uh, World Series, and that that's when it started to get a little scary. But they were expected to uh, actually be. <laughs> Astros. I mean, yeah, the Astros was was a scary series. Yeah, so, I yeah. Game six, or they're going to face Mike Scott again, and that would have been the end of it. Mike Scott and Ryan. Ryan again at his best, and and he Bob was. Bob <laughs> yeah. I, know that, I mean, seriously, they. I think. I think they placed. They. 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 They beat Bob Nepper in Game Six. 
Well, they beat him, but they went into like 16 innings because they knew if right. the Astros won that game and they're going to face Mike Scott tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that, Mike Scott and Nolan Ryan, two guys who started with the Mets and, and had a lot of talent but weren't winners. They trade them away and they come back and they're, they're the, you know, the nemesis now together. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan was the biggest faux pas because the Mets, the Mets had Joe Foy. He didn't work out at third. The Mets had Bob Aspermonte, who was my first baseball hero for one season in 71 and third. He couldn't do it. And they said, we need a third baseman. So, you know, I know, let's take Nolan Ryan and Leroy Stanton, two guys, and sent him to the Angels for 33-year-old Jim Fergosi. Jim Fergosi. I, I was 12, and I'm like, motherfucker. They uh, had Wayne Garrett. Yeah. Wayne Garrett was okay. <laughs> Wayne Garrett was a clutch player, man. I know he was. I, I, I like Wayne Garrett a lot. <laughs> I'm just surprised I remember that. Uh, there's something wrong with me. I um, he had a home run in the World Series in 73. Right. Yeah. Yes, he did. And, uh, and so we we got into a little bit of a disagreement about uh, the era of great pitching uh, over Denny McLean uh, and how great his year was in '68. And, and, uh, but and we were going through the the best pitchers, and I forget. Do you remember who your list was now of of the greatest pitchers? Oh, Koufax. Koufax is your number one. Um, he was up there. Gibson and Koufax, one and two. Um, great, great Quayar. Not quite, I'm sorry. Marichal? Are you talking about modern issues or are you talking about all time? A anytime. Yeah, I would uh, I would like to go all time, but, you know, nobody remembers Christy Matheson yeah, or Walter I Johnson. Or... Pitch. I, he, he did cook a nice omelet. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was low carb, too. That's oh, right. Well, that's, what, that's all that matters, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Gibson. Um, oh, and now I'm on the spot. I'm, I'm going to freeze. Gibson and Gibson and Koufax, uh, Sieber. Right. Um, a lot of people were saying Gidry, and I said Gidry was good, but he 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 didn't sustain that level that these other pitchers did for such a long time. Gid Gidry's uh, Gidry's nineteen seventy eight was astounding. Well, you, have, you haven't said Ryan yet. Have, do you think I, Ryan? Don't, I don't consider Ryan to be among the elite only because. Seven no hitters. How many years did he lead the leagues in strikeouts and 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 the all time strikeout leader by so far? <laughs> one, one strikeout. He beat he well. He, oh, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. See, I, Nolan Ryan was there, but he was he, and you feared facing him, but he never dominated a whole year. He never won a Cy Young. I didn't uh, know that. Wow. No, he never won a Cy Young. I mean, he certainly belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm not arguing that. But the top pitchers of all time now, is he a big game pitcher? Ryan wasn't really known for being a big game pitcher. Uh, then again, neither was Seaver. Seaver had his ups and downs in the big games. Um, but Gibson, nothing better. Uh, Koufax, that's why I always mention them one, too. Um, who else? I mentioned Randy Johnson, unstoppable. That guy. Right, Randy Johnson's one I forget about a lot, but yes. Uh, what about Steve Carlton? You you mentioned him. Yeah, Steve Carlton. Real. I was just looking at his numbers the other day. I I, I didn't remember him winning. Uh, I think uh, four, three or four Cy Youngs. I didn't remember that. Right. Well, he's got he's got the same pro. He's got the same problem that um, Kurt Schilling has that Ty Cobb had. Uh, an uh, <laughs> it's just a personal personal um uh, racism and bigotry Carlton. and yeah Carlton was Carlton's a Nazi wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait 
What? Carlton Zanati, yeah. He, he the early conspiracy way before QAnon, Carlton was heavily into the the anti Zionist. Uh, I can't tell if you're messing with me or not, man. Is yeah. you, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, re- you remember Steve the Schmoozer, uh, Steve uh, Summers, uh, WFAN uh, overnight. Yeah, WFAN. yeah uh, he, I rem- he did an expose one night on Steve Carlton. Blew my mind about all the stuff Steve Carlton was right. And this was back in the late 80s and stuff. Carlton was doing these uh, pamphlets and stuff, writing, uh, you know, a lot of um, anti-Semitic stuff and just totally, you know, he w- he's a big time. Yeah. He, he should have been known as righty. Anyway, no. Um, <laughs> far righty. Far, far righty. Now, yeah. far righty. He will not pitch to a <laughs> Okay. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm absolutely stunned. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I am beside myself, and that's a lot of room. Um, wow. Uh, See you there. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's, it's down here. And I uh, know I am. Um, Wow. I just heard Tim McCarver talking about uh, how Bob Gibson taught Steve Carlton the, how to do the slider, which made him a Hall of Famer. Right, right. Wow, how old is McCarver? You just heard McCarver talking about this? Well, I, around? It was on YouTube, but it was about two years ago. <laughs> no, McCarver's 79 now, but, he, he, you know, but it was t- from two years ago. Right. Having some kind of reunion for, I think, for the 68 uh, Cardinals. Wow. And, uh, uh, and he mentioned that. Mikey's throwing out names here. Andy Pettit and Whitey Ford. Of course, Whitey Ford. And, I, I wouldn't put Pettit in the top 10 pitchers. No. Wait. Well, uh, Andy Pettit is a, definitely a big game pitcher. Him and David Wells, man. Right. If David I, Wells, I would put before Pettit as far yeah, as I would that too. goes. Yep. Yep. Man, if I got to win a game in the playoffs, put put Wells out there. Give him a burger. Give him the Babe Ruth hat. Let him go. Did, we, did we even mention Clemens at all? No, because I don't think he's a big game pitcher. Yeah, except for the one he had the one big game where he, uh, you know, he basically broke Piazza's uh, bat or whatever. <laughs> well, I, I still remember when he was playing in the playoffs against the A's, and 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 he pretty much, you know, cursed his way out of the game when he didn't have it. When he didn't have it, I saw him at the All Star game saying that the flash bulb was got in his eyes, and that's why he lost. He had a lot of excuses. He had a lot of talent. Um, I do resent him for juicing as much as he did. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, uh, you know, I hold that against Bonds too because Bonds yeah. was—he would have been remembered as the greatest player, all-around player ever, if he had not uh, done the steroids. But once he did the steroids, it got ridiculous. Uh, I mean, seventy whatever, seventy-seven home runs, whatever the fuck he had, it was ridiculous numbers to put 73. up. Seventy-three, yeah. seventy-three, two thousand one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know who I feel bad for? I mean, people yell at me for this. I feel really bad for McGuire. McGuire never lied. McGuire never thought it was a problem. As a matter of fact, when I was a sports fan. He, he did I, lie to, to, to the, the congressional panel that had him there. He, he lied? Yeah, yeah, well, he yeah. Just say, I'm not gonna, did he not incriminate himself? That's different. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he did. He wasn't an Rafael Palmero. What, what are you kidding? No, you know, um, no, with, with McGuire, I remember interviewing him and he had the muscle building stuff right out. In f- he wasn't hiding nothing. Right. Creatine, all that stuff. And he, he made it very clear that's what he was doing. And I, and baseball kind of enabled it in 98, you right. know, that home run race between vital baseball after the 95 strike, 94 strike. And I think they threw him under a bus a little bit. Oh, I yeah. Know. 
they they definitely encouraged it and then they criminalized it. That and that that to, yeah. that is hypocrisy. What about Sammy Sosa? Uh, and where he is now? Have you seen him lately? No, I haven't. I, well, he, I have. He makes him. Michael Jackson look very black. Yeah, no, I've seen got- <laughs> and very manly. Well, I, <laughs> well, I no. Uh, say what you want about Michael, but he can kick your ass in a in a in a in a what do you call it? Uh, arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do that. He probably he could. Kick, he probably could kick. He probably would be pretty good at martial arts with the oh. with the way he was in control of his kicks and stuff too. Yeah. He probably probably would have been good at that. Uh, I don't mean manly in that sense. I mean manly and just having manly features and stuff. Well, so. Uh, well, did he? I don't know if he had that. That I forget what they call it. Is it impetigo? No, that's the. There's a disease where you get where you get blotches. Yeah, I think it was impetigo. Yeah. I'm so if you, get, if you get that, I can see yourself blanching your skin or whatever. I can understand that, but all that doesn't matter. I mean, that's his own personal choice. What pissed me off is he already had all these home runs, right? And uh, I was watching a game. I guess it was like 2003, and he hits a ball. His bat breaks and this cork in his bat yeah what, are you kidding me you have like 600 home runs and you have cork in your bat that's when he lost me man that was <laughs> uh who, who was the first to do the corking with that corking scandal there were a bunch of people that got caught with that stuff oh man i, I remember a few of them they, what the what is what is happening what's going on is that you doing that <laughs> yeah it's, sammy sammy sosa uh then and now Sammy so it's Sammy Sosa, the baseball player, uh, on on the left, on the right, Dom Herrera, the comic. There you go. <laughs> Is he still alive, Dom Herrera? Yeah. I don't, I don't know these things. <laughs> yeah, I met Dom. He's a, I used to. Well, I actually worked with him back in New York, and uh, I met him not too long ago. Well, like ten years ago at a poker game. So, but but he's a lot older, isn't he? He's he's got to be seventy. Eight. Oh, that's all. Yeah. Oh. I thought I thought he was probably in his late eighties. See, I, I, I'm I, see, I'm sixty now, so I can't call anybody seventy old. I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> oh. I, I have a hard time doing it. Why you don't you don't subscribe to that? I, I, I saw an old person today, and then I I realized I went to school with them. You're not part of that um, mindset. No, I am. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I for, for money, I, I drive rideshare. I think I, I think I told you this. And last Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm getting ride share, and I picked up this young kid. He had to be like 23. He had some tats and all that. Nice kid, though. I pick him up. Hey, sir, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And we're going. He goes, so how was your Thanksgiving? He goes, and I'm like, oh, it was pretty good. How was yours? He goes, oh, mine was good, too. He goes, hey, so did you hang out with your grandkids? And I just slammed on the brakes and broke his nose. I had to. <laughs> but I, I don't see myself as a grandfather. <laughs> He's like, oh, look, a granddad's picking me up. Yay. So <laughs> I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm there yet. And then he goes, you know what? You really don't have the energy of an old man. I'm like, you mean I'm worse? <laughs> you mean I don't have the energy of an old man? Old men don't have any energy. That that's exactly what why I'm taking this stuff because uh, uh, with, with the number one claim is will give me more energy. I you know I don't expect to live longer, but I would love to have more energy because uh, especially since. Uh, the lockdowns and stuff. I became a really, really um, sack. <laughs> Just a, a lazy sack. A lazy sack. <laughs> Me too. I have to take a break walking to the bathroom. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, man. Have you ever? I was thinking of this before, and forgive me for asking. Have you ever smoked? 
um, for about a month in junior high school. I smoked, and it made me so sick and dizzy, I, I couldn't handle it. So your voice is natural. Yes. <laughs> Dude, you you got like this this like this voice that's like it's almost like you know Sam Elliott will go holy shit that's a low voice <laughs> seriously. There are mornings after a gig I wake up and it's it's just like I sound like Satan. I definitely sound like Satan. <laughs> well, but I, I enjoy it in the morning when I when I wake up like that after the gig and I have that going on. I'll just talk to myself in the room just just to hear myself talk. Right, uh, you know the men's warehouse. You're gonna like the way you look. That, <laughs> and I, I just keep saying that over and over again. <laughs> if I had a voice like that, Earl, I would make prank phone calls. It's your time. <laughs> <laughs> Noon today, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I have so I have a select set of skills. The problem with prank phone calls, you, I, they can't be made anymore because everybody's got the caller ID. So the, you really can't make prank phone calls anymore. Well, you can't. You can if you do star six seven, or if you use a fake. Uh, 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 yeah, you, you can. You can ghost yourself, but you've been doing it. Of course. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? You're orange, click. Okay, uh, <laughs> how did you know? Yeah. So are, are you into any other sports besides baseball? Are you into the football? I, I, as a sportscaster, I covered them all. But oddly, after I retired from that and moved out here, I kind of fell away from hockey and I fell away from uh, basketball. Um, and I'm just basically baseball football now. And, and who's your team in football? Is that a hint? Are you going to say the Jets? <laughs> so you didn't even, I didn't even have to ask that. I should have just let that be. Okay. <laughs> Everybody. Knows. So Jets and Mets. Man, no wonder you're <laughs> no you very grumpy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I'm grumpy? <laughs> I don't know if grumpy is the right word. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I you know, it, it, I, down. <laughs> I, mean, I, I try to be a Dodger fan. I, I, I try to be a Ram fan. I, I just, it's, it's in my blood. I'm going to be a fan until I die. I'm going to be a Jet fan for about another 20 minutes. And, you know, it's one of those, <laughs> the Jets are just so incredibly bad. Oh, my God. Um, do, you, do you believe in curses? Do you believe the, the Jets? No. Uh, well, why do they, why do they continually it's suck? Bad, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It, what it means to me is, and maybe you'll agree with this, they sell out every game. They have big TV contracts. They're making money no matter what. Maybe yeah. they don't. What, what impetus do they have to make the team better if they're still making money? I wonder. I don't know. You you want to be a winner, everybody? You don't. You not can't be in sports and not have some kind of ego that says I want to be. I want to be the winner. I want the trophy. You can't even an owner or anything. They have to want that. They just, and football is made. It's it's structured now so that the shitty teams will get better. That's what parity is all about. And that's and and it doesn't work on them though. It works on every other team as has come up. Are the Jets the longest team now without a Super Bowl? Do you know? Well, 69 they went. Well, there's... Uh, yeah, 60, 68. No, the Vikings have been longer. Who? The Vikings. They've never won one. Hmm. Is that true? They've been to, the, they've been to a whole bunch, but they haven't yeah, won. Yeah, they've been to a whole bunch. Yeah, I know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of that. Well, Chargers have never won one. 
How many have the Jets been to? None, right? One. A one? Oh yeah, eight. They won the. They won the. Uh, they won Super Bowl three against the Colts. But no, I meant after since the since the, the no, Colts. No, yeah, right. They've been to two AFC. They've been to a couple AFC of with in eighty three or something like that, yeah. right? With with uh, I think it was O'Brien. I think was a quarterback. Uh, I knew I knew a player on that team uh, lived in my apartment complex and actually became really good friends with uh, my mom and dad, uh, Kurt Zone, who was a receiver, and um, uh, they were good in 83, 84, 85. They were actually a, a decent team. I think Kenny O'Brien was a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were a decent team then, and um, they got better again in the nineties, uh, and they got and then they got better again not too long ago with Sanchez, and they, he couldn't get them over the hump. You know, it's uh, Dad Curtis Martin who was a, a great back for them. They they had a decent team, man, and they just they just couldn't get there. And right. they're, they're rebuilding. They're they're at square one right now, or maybe they're minus one. But the mechanism that the the uh, the league built has not helped them at all, and and it ha- has helped a lot of teams that were perennially like really bad teams improve and get to the, at least the postseason con- more often. But it doesn't seem to affect the Jets. And I'm never, you know, I'm never been a. Uh, I was a Giant fan, and then uh, I when I gave up baseball, I gave up all sports. So I haven't followed it in a long time. But I I do have friends who I watch them agonizing on social media constantly, and it's not it's not fun to watch. It's 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 it, it painful uh, to see. I'm a New York. I'm a, I'm still a New York fan. If the if any New York team makes it to the playoffs, I'll I'll root for them unless the play. Like I tell my friends out here with the Dodgers. Right now, I'm all about the Dodgers because uh, it's hard not to like them. I'm out here 20 years and all that. I was a big fan of the Dodgers in the 70s. I love that team. You know, yeah. Say and Russell and Garvey and Lobes and stuff. Right. Um. So, it, but the thing is, if anything comes up against the Mets or anything comes up against the Jets, if they get to that point, I, I'm sorry. I, I, that's where I, that's where my loyalty is forever. I can't, I can't change it. It's like in my DNA. Right. You, you're going to spend the rest of your life out in LA. Looks like I, I, I may go to Palm Springs. Uh, oh, that looks beautiful, man. I've been seeing pictures of people. You know, I have a friend who bought a, a house that looks like Skyfall, the, the James Bond house out in Palm Springs. Yeah. And he actually named it Skyfall. It's, it's, Did he really? Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy like that. Well, but it's, it's actually it, lo- it looks there. beautiful. Yeah, it's actually che- it's cheaper to live there than here. The rents are like thirty percent less. Right. Uh, you- it's, there's no, but you don't really care anyway. You, you're not going to work a regular job again ever, right? I've never have. Well, I have. <laughs> never have. <laughs> well, I have. I, I I worked for Yellow Book, like I mentioned before, back in the uh, for about twenty years, and. Um, uh, it was tough because I had to do that plus do stand-up comedy plus audition, and it was always you know a compromise. And since I came out here, I just have what they call um, survival jobs, so I can act and I can do what I want to do. And yeah, at, at this point now, I don't think anybody's going to hire anyway. <laughs> Although Palm Springs has a much older demographic, and they do hire people over sixty to do jobs that normally you wouldn't see. So there's always a we, we, who knows. Uh, I think I'm going to be driving a uh, ride share for the next 10 years. Until they have what, are they, what are these jobs you talk about? Um, Mikey says, is uh, is L.A. as bad as they say? I don't know what, who they are and what they what say. Mean? Well, bad about in what way? If you say if you mean traffic, absolutely, and possibly worse than you think. Yeah, I, I think he probably means the homeless situation out there. Yeah. That's what I would get. Really bad. Uh, that's one of the most heartbreaking things. When I drive down downtown L.A., I go down Los Angeles Avenue, and it's just – 
uh, just tense and homeless. And it's you know what? Those fucking homeless people. I'm going to tell you this right now. Those fucking homeless people are just doing that to piss off Trump people. They're just being. They're just living on the streets. They they could be living in mansions. They're living on the streets just to piss off the Trump people. The, I, 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 I'm sick and tired of it happening. Behind it. Steve Carlton and and Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling are are behind this hall and QAnon. They're just doing it to piss off the, the Trumpists. That bloody I, I'm, I'm, bastard! I don't know how you let them get away with that. Well, you know, I I I, I, I I'm one of them. I knew it. I knew it. This is actually I knew it. There's actually a bridge by uh, by Fourth Street. So, <laughs> so, uh, but they talk about this exodus now uh, from LA, but it's only like the super rich people. Joe Rogan, who can, he's going away, going to, te- he went to Texas to kind of save 13 to $15 million on his taxes yearly. Yeah, and yeah. Ben Shapiro, who I don't know where he can move, where anybody would, would really be happy to have him. But, uh, it's only super rich people that are really fleeing LA. It's not like, it's not like normal it's people. Everywhere, Matt. It's going to be happening everywhere because when this, when this, uh, when this uh, eviction bubble hits, you know, here's the thing: if if the election goes to Biden, his biggest challenge is going to be an influx of homeless people. I mean, right. it's going to it's going to be a, a major crisis, and people aren't really looking at it yet. Yeah. Um, if 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 Trump wins, he's going to golf. So, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that is that's an accurate prediction. I can guarantee, almost guarantee. Well, we should put that up on my bookie and see if we can get some action on that. Are you a gambling man, Craig? No. Uh, well, I mean, I will eat a high fat burger. Um, unless we see what happens. That, with that's a high risk. That's a high risk gamble. Um, <laughs> I know. I I'm terrible. I'm I'm really good at football gambling. Well, I'm really the, good at it, but. The t- I'm terif- I'm terrified of losing. The thing it's got me on when I read the the my bookie ad. By the way, if you just if you joined us late, new sponsors mybookie.com. Go to mybookie.com and use the promo code MindDog. Um, they say it even offers wagers on entertainment and politics uh, and simulated sports, video games. You can bet on video games, but politics. I thought it was against the law to bet on a political campaign. Uh, uh, you don't know anything about that, do you? <laughs> in Vegas, you can bet on anything. I mean, they have a sports even book presidential there. elections. I don't. Why not? I, Come on, yeah. I, I mean, if, if, if gambling is legal, why not? Um, I will give you one. Your friend, if your friend is interested, here's here's one you can bet on. Within three years, young Sheldon's going to get really annoying. Take that bet. Uh, um, young Sheldon is a spinoff from Big, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, yeah. And it hasn't been on three years yet. No, it's, I think it's three or four, but I actually I actually like the show a lot. I'm just making fun. A lot, oh. a lot of people said that they found after a while on Big Bang Theory, they started focusing on Sheldon and got annoying. So I'm just I'm just playing off that. Got, gotcha. I'm, I'm gotcha. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't have television in my house for 12 years, so I don't really... Uh, I don't really? really. Yeah, I punched it out. I punched my television <laughs> twelve years ago, and I put your own like Elvis. Nice, and it left. It left on its own. It, oh. it, it basically said, "This fucking guy's too what crazy. I'm out of here." What uh, made you punch it? Uh, my wife. 
okay. <laughs> because I, I've always had, and you know, that I went to anger management over this stuff too. But I've always had a temper, but I never hit another human being in anger. I never, never hit another human being in anger ever. But I would hit inanimate objects and hurt myself doing it. Like with the yeah. television, I cut my hand shred. I broke my hand. Yeah, I broke my hand on a refrigerator. Uh, so anger management got me past the beating up in and hurting my wallet every time I did that. Yeah, punch a windshield that you know, six hundred bucks. Uh, that's not that's I not punched, covered. I punched that windshield too. I did when I was younger. I punched yeah. it. Towards, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so that made me get rid of television. So I haven't had t- television. Uh, pulled the cable bill cable out of out of the house then too. So I haven't had cable television or mm-hmm. I do have the internet. And if I really want to watch a movie, I can pull it up on Netflix and watch it on my computer screen. Nice Absolutely. and big. But um, no, no television for me. Bad stuff. Okay. But it it just it, you know it surprises me that you can you can bet on a. a uh, uh, presidential election, and they say simulated sports and video games. So that's that's really r- risky to me. Well, you can go on Twitch and you can watch these games. I guess you can bet on them. I suppose. Right, but it, it would be really easy to manipulate that if you were a kind of guy who was uh, thinking like a, a what was that guy Rothenberg? What the Chicago White White Scott Standle, the uh, nineteen eighteen. The oh, guy right. wanted to oh. fix stuff. Rothenberg or something. Rothstein. Rothstein, I think it was named. But you, to fix something, all you need is one person in a simulated. If you're betting on video games, it's not a real team. So if you got two baseball te- teams going, but you're, it's really just one guy you got to uh, uh, conspire with. It seems really easy to fix some, <laughs> something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have I have no problem with legalized gambling in any uh, shape or form. So what was it? My bookie is it called? Yeah, mybookie.com. Yeah, that's good. Now here's the thing: I do have a problem. With Major League Baseball, I just had a big discussion about this in a forum um, because I'm, I because I hadn't watched baseball in a while. I only watched the, the Mets broadcast, really. So I'm watching the playoffs, and every other commercial is for DraftKings and all these gambling things. And they're actually and at one point in the pregame, TBS put up the betting lines for the games. Wow! And thinking, yeah, and I'm thinking, and Pete Rose is still banned. Right, that doesn't make any sense. critical bastards. I'm yeah. sorry. I said my point was Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame now because right. baseball is playing both sides of the street now. I, I agree that I was that, and I always thought of that, even though I hated Rose's guts, there was not a better uh, example for what a baseball player should be. Never mind. I get them to gambling as a manager, and he probably, I think he probably did even bet against himself i believe i i in certain cases where he knew just knew the odds were that he was going to lose that yeah, game never betted against himself but come on you know it doesn't matter to me as a baseball player as a as a baseball player he belongs in the hall of fame forget about what he did as a man put an, ast- put an asterisk there you know say hey you know he's banned for life because of it but you know when i did when did you play baseball as a kid i played in you know little league but not yeah. not, not in school did you emulate anybody? Um, no, no. I, I I was I I ran the first home walks. I did head first dives, and I actually drove to Belmore and beat the crap out of Buddy Harrelson. That's how much I like Pete Rose. Wow, <laughs> poor Buddy. He got he probably got that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's famous for being you know, having the fight in the seventy three uh, playoffs. Right, I remember very very well. I, 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 I love Pete Rose. I always did. 
I, I uh, think- hung out with Buddy one night uh, with Boomer Esiason uh, came to the Jets, um, and I, oh. I he want the guy who uh, Larry Davis from Davis Optical was throwing a party in his backyard, and he wanted to make it a party to welcome Boomer to New York, and everybody, every Ronnie Lott was there, and uh, uh, Warren Moon, everybody from football was there, and Gary Morris was gonna uh, the uh, guy who did. Pirates from Pen- of Penzance and Les Miserables and all that stuff. He wa- he was Boomer's favorite mu- singer musician. Oh wow! So we we were putting on a concert for him, and I was I was the support. Uh, uh, and so and I got to, yeah. <laughs> so I got to hang out with Buddy. Buddy Harrelson was the only one who was a decent person, and he f- kind of felt like uh, all these snobs they were. So he was hanging with me the whole time. It was just me and Buddy. Harrelson. So it's just a real moment. I wanted to ask him about the rose thing. For the whole night, I just couldn't. I didn't. It was an awkward kind of discussion, but I wanted to ask him. You know, do, do you still hold any kind of resentment? Do you want want to have that fight again? <laughs> I think Rose would. Fine with that, I bet. I guarantee it. Uh, when I, I remember, I was. I remember this. Is what I, my my one memory of Buddy Harrelson. I mean, when I was younger, when I was eleven, I went to Salisbury Park, which is now Eisenhower Park in East Meadow by the Coliseum. Um, and him and Greenpool were doing a, a demonstration, and, and we were watching them show how to hit. And, and he, they were great, and they were funny. And I remember being like, you know, loving these guys. And then when I was a sportscaster, this is '93 when he was the manager, and um, the Mets had won, and we're all in his office with our microphones. And he goes, "Okay, all right, all right. So tomorrow's my birthday, uh, so it's not too late to get a gift." And that was the first thing he said. <laughs> this guy's awesome. I mean. He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I I have nothing but great feeling. I'm very sad to hear that he's not doing well. You know, he's got um, I think he has Alzheimer's. I don't right. know. I I feel horrible because Buddy Harrelson is like Buddy Tom, Tom Seaver, man. He was Tom Seaver's roommate when when they used to have to do roommates on the road. You know, now I I bet your ball players haven't had roommates since probably the early seventies yeah. or so, but. uh yeah, so they they were roommates on the road. So it doesn't surprise me, you know, your your best friend kind of uh, goes sooner or later, you know, kind of just we're handwriting on the wall for you. Yeah, it's just it's just sad because you know it, it, that that you see that stuff makes me feel older than anything else. Right, and Siva wasn't that old. What it was seventy six or something. Yeah, so uh, seventy five, seventy six. So yeah. and you said you you can't look at somebody seventy as old. Well, I can't. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, you know, I mean. Look, they're not a spring chicken, but then again, look at look at look at look at a, a um, Harrison Ford and Robert De Niro. They're they're making movies, they're jumping around. I'm like, you know, you never know. It's it's all up to how the cards are dealt and what you know. You know the, taking that high C stuff, maybe that's maybe that's a secret. I don't know. It's not high C. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not high C. I, I don't know. Why I said that. It's something C, super C. What was that? Vitamin, vital, my vital C. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so I got Checky Green's home number. Somebody said, you know, you got to get Checky Green on the show. Checky Green's ninety three, yeah. uh, but I, I haven't called him yet. But I'm, I just, I, I, I don't really. I'm scared to call him. I like because I, 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 his wife's going to answer the phone. And and how do I? Hi, you don't know me. I'm the, I got a guy who has a pod. What a podcast? Well, what the hell's a podcast? Well, I'm a yeah. fan. Of, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to. Don't call early in the morning, or they're they're going to think you're deaf. I was I was good. I should be going up, not down. Uh, Jackie. 
But what if he said yes to me? What, I, how could I possibly talk to Shecky Green for an hour? I could talk to him for 10 minutes and just tell him, you know, but an hour? Um, an hour's got to feel like a lot of time to him, too. I mean, at 93, an hour is a present. It, it, it's a big percentage of what he has left, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so you know, uh, and I'm, I know I'm keeping you super extra long here, but you wow. know a lot, a lot of um, – comedians from when living the life uh any any like real old guys that you know that are hanging on who might really be an interesting conversation for me here that like you know anybody you could think of not necessarily you know personally. real old do you mean real old or you mean people have been around for years i mean people like almost you know that from that era whether it's buddy hackett i don't know if buddy hackett is so oh, you're thinking old, like you're thinking like Professor Irwin Corey. Yeah, I, that's the guys who were on Carson. I want one of those guys before. Tom <laughs> who? Tom Dreesen. Oh, Tom Dreesen's around too. My yeah. friend had him on his show. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the only reason I haven't approached him is because I know Scott had him on, and it's just like I don't want to feel like I'm stealing your guests now because Scott. That's that's kind of Scott's thing now. He, his big uh, claim to his podcast famous he had tom jason uh, bruce Baum. bruce Baum is not that old no he's not that old but he's been around he's been he's been doing comedy for over 40 years and uh he's one of wow. my favorites so i have to throw it out there yeah wow he's, he's incredibly funny and you're yeah. friends with him right yeah yeah he's very 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 generous with his time and um and he makes a fantastic hot sauce oh. he, he grows peppers in his backyard he makes it, his own hot sauce oh really and he called the Bruce Baum's Noggin Blast hot sauce. Wow. It's great. It's great. I, I can't eat hot sauce. I'm not a hot sauce guy. I love hot sauce. It's great. Uh, is, yeah. that, is, that, is that good for you with your uh, condition there, your, your, your diabetes too? Is that, a, that has nothing yes, to do with that. It actually is. A hot sauce, salsa, hot sauce, I have nearly no carbs. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Carbs are the only thing you're concerned, a bit, concerned with? It's like yeah. that raw sugars and stuff like that? Well, net carbs that come into play. Uh, what I, you know, I like I said, you know, I made I made this joke. I don't know if I said this in the in the in the during the show earlier, but I may not have. But yeah, I think I did. Somebody said, you know, you know, for somebody who's eating healthy, he's still pretty fat. And I'm like, here's the thing: my daily my daily calories are always around two thousand or under, and my carbs per day are always seventy grams or less, unless I cheat and have a bag of potato chips, which is not often. And I've plateaued. I'm sitting right here. My body's saying, hey, you want to lose weight? Go out and walk, fatso. That's right. what it's saying. I and heard I, it say I, that before. I, I thought the mic was just a little too low. That's what, what happened there. Your body said that. I heard it. It did. And the thing is, uh, the truth of the matter is, um, when you, I, I don't worry about the fats because I'm not eating. I mean, I don't eat anything that's drenched in fat. I don't do any fried food. I, everything, I'm, I'm known as the air fryer guy. Everything I fry is air fried, so there's air no fryer. Air fryers. Oh yeah, I use air fryers almost every show, and definitely every day. I should get me one of them. They're fantastic. If you like French fries, see, I can top my diabetes will tolerate a potato a day. I'll take a big russet and I'll make it. They make it into French fries, and it's like cheating, but you're in this. It's not you know you're saving all the calories. You're saving all the grease. So I don't really do a lot of fats. I mean, butter, yeah, but I don't, I mean, look, I have a show tomorrow where I do uh, homemade, air-fried, low-carb pretzel nuggets, and they came out so good, I almost cursed on camera. 
when I tasted it because I did it for the first time on the show and I air fry them and all that. But in the beginning, I do a comedy bit where I'm about to bite into a, a, a stick of butter. Right. And I do that because it's low carb and it's salty and it's, I had nothing in the house and that's what leads into it. So I, I don't eat, I don't consume that much butter and fat really. Uh, it's, it's mostly uh, lean proteins, vegetables, um, and uh, low carb alternatives that I make. Seriously, it's uh, and um, uh, I, you know there are people who do keto who do fat bombs. That's what they call it. I mean, right. it, like I talked about the fat, the uh, fat head. I mean, you're taking cheese. You're taking like two cups of uh, melted mozzarella cheese. You're putting cream cheese in it, and you're making it into a dough. This fat and cheese, I mean, and so it's it's they call it a fat bomb thing. That's why they call it a fathead. And I don't think it's healthy to eat too much fat. That's my personal opinion. I'm not trying to scare anybody away from it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's healthy to have a diet that's has that much fat in it. I just don't. Gotcha. Well, if, for a guy who never has been on a diet in my entire life, a you lot of the show comes it. back. It comes back to talking about diets, though. Uh, every, I, I mean, I've had vegans on. I've had car uh, carnivores on, people who are just on meat eating. And, and I've had doctors on who, and nutritionists on. It always comes back to diet in one way or another, no matter what, what your story is. We end up talking about diet stuff. Well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's key because, you know, like I said, diet alone. Now, I, I was told that, the, and this is true, you can't, you can't reverse type 2 diabetes. You can't cure it, but you can arrest it. And diet alone. Kind of like your political ad there. Okay. I'm sorry. I can do this. It'll help you arrest. That's my Bill Clinton. It'll help you arrest it. Yeah. My Bill Clinton is like, sounds a lot like Dr. Phil. Does it? Like, I don't understand. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It, you can't. You can arrest it. You can't cure it. So y'all, y'all need to stop calling me daddy on my post. Who's who? That was Doctor Phil last week. Uh, uh, he came, He did this long video. Y'all really need to stop calling me daddy on on my post. First of all, I, I bet you your real daddy is getting really jealous, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> I um I did a thing on Facebook for about two years where I pretended to be obsessed with Dr. Phil <laughs> and people thought it was real. So <laughs> I, had a, I had a picture of him like this with a sign and I, I photoshopped the sign and it says, okay, Craig, I love you. Now release Robin. So I did stuff like that and they go, are you really into Dr. Phil? I'm like, well, I was watching him the other day. Well, we all watch him. Yeah, but I was looking through his window, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I, 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 I would make it look like a stalker for Dr. Phil and eventually I just said, Somebody just said, to me, "Who knows?" He goes, "You know, if Doctor Phil ever found out about this, you would have a cease and desist on your ass fast, and then you could say Jack Robertson." I went, yeah. "Okay," and I just stopped it. So, yeah, I'm not a big Doctor Phil fan myself. I, I, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to comment. There's a lot of people who. Uh, so we, we were talking about your show, and it's a good place to end this thing. Is is okay. talking about your show? Uh, how often are you doing new episodes? Uh, Every two every two weeks on a Saturday. Tomorrow I have a new episode. Like I said, it's going to come out actually at um, it comes out at three a.m. New York time, um, noon uh, noon uh, midnight in Los Angeles. Uh, it's low carb air fried pretzel nuggets, and I got to tell you, it's one of the best things I've ever made. It, huh. It's incredible. Um, yeah, so it's every two weeks. I do twenty two shows a year, and then I take two months off 
to kind of recharge a little bit. Um, there are always low carb versions of comfort food. That's where I'm really settling. You know, I'm right. going to be doing um, jicama potato chips coming up. I think I'm doing um, air fried chicken fried steak and low carb gravy in two weeks, and it's decadent. It's unbelievable. I've, I've actually done that before. It's so good. And, and it's funny, too. We can't. And yeah, I think the big part of it is that it's it's funny and it's stuff that people it, it's important to, to kind of tease it in this way. It's that it's not long form. It's not going to keep you uh, watching the thing for an hour to figure out. It's 15 minutes or less. It's 11. funny. 11. And they they move fast and they're. Uh, but you want to keep it G-rated. You mentioned that, but and oh, then you, and you didn't, you didn't, you you said you almost cursed. I would I, think you should let yourself curse and then bleep it. Because, I have because that. that's oh you have yeah yeah because I, I, I did a thing I did a thing last year where I went to uh, Vasquez Rocks and I go today we talk about desert and my producer walks up to me he goes dessert <laughs> and I turn around and I go beep <laughs> oh yeah 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 so. I, I play around with it, but I, I, I mean, I, like I said, I like the fact that anybody can watch it. I grew up on on bleeps though, and and when I was a kid, that was some of the funny stuff. Even though I wasn't wasn't always sure what they were saying there, uh, uh, just the bleeps were enough to to kind of get the point across. So I think you, that you you accomplished both goals there. You can be G rated and still be funny as hell with with the with a few bleeps. <laughs> That's before my... we go, then let me give you one piece of advice. Okay. okay? Well, first of all, I'll say this so I get out of the way. Please, if you visit Facebook, if you visit me on YouTube, please like and subscribe and click the bell so you always get, notif get notified when the new episode comes out. People don't really know to do that, but you should. But here's something that's going to change your life. There's a sitcom on called The Goldbergs. Have you seen it? No, I, I don't have television. You can, you can stream it. Watch okay. it because they are the king of bleeping. And oh, you yeah. lose—it's it's hilarious show, and they curse all the time, like boop. like there was a there was some early and George Siegel's on it. There was an early episode where um, the kid makes him go see the Evil Dead, and he thinks it's going to be a fun like movie. And George Siegel and him are sitting, and the lights come up, and George Siegel stands up and goes, "What the fuck was that?" And of course, <laughs> it's—I almost spit out whatever I was eating. It was—it was hilarious. <laughs> whatever it was, it was low carb though. Yes, um, <laughs> every episode you would love it. Seriously, well, wow! Uh, so it's called uh, "Off the Cuff." Off the Cuff, healthy cooking with Craig Mitchell. That's a, a mouthful in itself. You can, if, if you could make that uh, title just a little more low carb, because it feels, <laughs> it feels a little. Um, I, I call know, it off. I, I feel a little bloated after saying it. Uh, <laughs> but well, you can't even be talking. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. The links will be in the description and make it nice and easy for people to find. And Craig, I really appreciate this. You're welcome back anytime. You know that. And and thanks for thanks for being around. Thanks for being a friend. And uh, you, let buddy. me get let me get these uh, banners off the screen. They've been up there long enough. I think people okay. get the idea. Uh, so yeah, uh, take care. And you know we'll be in touch. We talk we talk often. So you know doors always open to you, my friend. They're awesome. Thank you so much for having me, man. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye you too. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25.
We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Craig Mitchell, uh, and don't make me say the title again, Off the Cuff Healthy Cooking with Craig Mitchell. I did say it. That kind of went out a little easier that time. Check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this program. Uh, had a decent time on a Friday night with us. I uh, hope you tell your friends about it. Come on back. Subscribe. Go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Go to MindDogTV.com. Get on my mailing list. And questions and comments for me, info at MindDogTV.com, info at MindDogTV.com. I do not have a show tomorrow because I'm playing with Mikey over at the Garden Grill at uh, in Smithtown, Long Island, New York. We'll be playing an acoustic set from uh, like 530 to 930. I want to say 6 to 930, somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think 6 to 9.30 is good. Uh, tomorrow, I do not have a show. And Sunday night, I have uh, the fabulous Joey Gaynor, who is going to talk to me uh, about uh, the history of uh, stand-up comedy and what he's doing now. He's a fabulous uh, guy who's been around in the game for a long time, knows all the ins and outs, as they say, of stand-up comedy. That's at 8 p.m. Uh, Sunday uh, night. So join me then. Until then, I'm Matt Napple for the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Thanks for coming. Have a great night, and bye for now. I'm a lucky guy, no matter what the game. This takes a high, this takes a low. To me, it's all the same. I lay my money down, and sure enough, I'm good to go. I give the wheel a spin, I roll the dice, and then I bet the ranch on game.